0: Welcome, everybody. It is the Jupiter Rising Show. It's Saturday at 11 o'clock. And where are you today? I hope you're listening to our show. We're very excited today about having one of my favorite guests and our usual monthly guest, Ms. Wanda Buckner. Hello, Wanda. Oh, hi, Eileen. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad you're back, too. So anyway, today on the show, we're going to do a lot of different things. We have our usual abs and stuff, but we're going to talk about Mr. John McCain. I have his chart information here, and I kind of wrestled with which person I was going to talk about today. A lot happened this week, folks, in the news, in case you haven't been watching it. You know, people ask me, why do you do that? It's just so stressful. I said, because I'm watching history happening, and I'm interested in history. I want to see how the human condition or the human beings deal with whatever this is that's happening in in our government. And so um, it's... um, it's interesting timing-wise. It's interesting psychologically-wise, how it's affecting Trump. Everything, everybody's going after him now, which in part of me is going, yes, yes, yes. But at the same time, it's going to create an enormous amount of stress on the structure of our government. So it's, it's kind of a multifaceted type of thing where you know we don't really know what's going to happen. We just know that things seem to be falling apart right now. But um, anyway, I think in some respects... Uh, Trump is kind of like um, uh, a catalyst, that's the word, to get things moving with our government and have things change. But um, at the same time, it's watching the drama and watching the media handling, how they're handling it and all that kind of stuff. It's fascinating to me. So anyway, I, I picked John McCain because he's a part of this this week, too. And I'll talk a little bit more about him at the break. So anyway, you got anything else you want to talk about? Well, I do want people to know that they can call in during the show. Oh, yes. Yes, we can do that. Yes. Let me just give the phone numbers here real quickly. It's 425-373-5527. And toll-free in Western Washington is 888-298-5569. And we will be taking your calls. And so, because if you have a call about your pet, something going on with your pet you don't understand, Uh, Maybe psychologically there's some changes or maybe physically there's some changes. Uh, I think that Ms. Donna can figure that out pretty quick. Well, and I'll be focusing this week on interfering
1: with another being's reality.
0: Oh, my God. that is just, I just went, whoa, my brain went, whoa, <laughs> got a little bit of a whiplash there. <laughs> I read that this week when you told me you wanted to do that. I go, what does that mean? Well, we're going to find out, aren't we? Okay, cool. So that's great. Anyway, so let's let's do our show today and let's get going with it. So... We will be right back after these messages. This is the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio.
2: We're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play, and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Alternative Talk 1150.
0: And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show, right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio, and it's time for the Astro Celebrity of the Week. Alrighty, okay. This week we are we are going to attack having attack. I don't I shouldn't see you the word attack. That's weird. Okay, we're going to be talking about Mr. John McCain, and if many of you know that he has been um, being treated for cancer, cancer of the brain. It's called glioblastoma. It's a it's a really pretty virulent sort of cancer that kind of gets at things really quickly they say the life expectancy with this is 14 months he's at 13 months right now so and his birthday is coming up in a few days so i'm going to kind of address that too um i had a very good friend well a friend an acquaintance i should say it was an, astrologers all feel like they all know each other and we're all intimate friends even if we've never met so it's uh, an astrologer who lived down in arizona who also had this same cancer and it's it just um, it was it was terrible to see This is kind of watching his progress on Facebook. So it, it was really, really hard to watch that. But um, anyway, we're going to talk about Mr. John McCain. Now, John McCain, in spite of the fact that he looks very kind of rough and rugged, he's had a tough life. He was in a prison camp, I believe, in Vietnam for years. And he was, you know, basically, I think, brainwashed. And so he has several things here that kind of you kind of went, wow, he was brainwashed. Well, I don't know about that, but he, you know, he, he, he basically had a core of himself that kept him strong. And I'm sure it was the spiritual core because of Sun-Neptune conjunction in his chart. And he has Pisces rising, a moon in Aquarius. That moon in Aquarius says a lot about making sure that everybody gets an equal shot at things. And he was very much um, in favor of legislation that would bring benefits to everybody and not just the few so that would definitely be a part of the moon in Aquarius but you know he's also has a son in Virgo let me just give you the birth information real quick August 29th 1936 six twenty five p.m. in Colon, Panama he was born in Panama which is interesting too so because of that um he has a basically a spiritual, but he has a work ethic that just won't quit because Virgos have that. That's just normal for them. But then he also has this business of Sun, Neptune, and Venus opposing Saturn. So there's, there is a bit of the um, internal side of himself that has, feels he has to work hard to earn the living and also the pride and also the, the appreciation from people that he gets. So he was a really hard worker, really hard. And so, um, and he also has Jupiter right at the top of his chart. So he became well-known. I mean, very well-known. And, you know, I think he's probably written books. I think most politicians have uh, at some degree. Anyway, um, he was a very, very interesting, um, a very powerful man who uh, I think, you know, having him being on the Republican ticket was kind of too bad (laughs) because it should have been Democratic. But, um, there's a couple of things right now that show that, and I, we, one of the things about astrologers, we never like to predict when somebody's going to pass. We don't, It almost feels unethical to do that. We don't, I think the Vedic people kind of do that. And that's Eastern astrology. They, they basically like to tell you when you're going to be born, when you're going to get married and when you're going to die. That's it. That's what you go to a Vedic astrologer for. But, um, western astrology is more psychologically based and it it if it comes up against the uh, the issues of death death it is never really discussed or it's really never dealt with but astrologers still like to look at it and one of the things that we know or there's a couple of things that we kind of use as a marker for this and this is first of all the person's birthday usually people and I'm not saying don't run. And now if your birthday is in the next couple of days, don't worry about it. I have to I have to preclude this by saying this. But if you're already sick and all that and your birthday is coming up, there may be something that's going to happen. So his birthday is in four days. And so he may decide to exit on his birthday. And that's very common to see that or at the point where your half birthday is halfway between your birthdays. So my dad passed away halfway between. He was born on March 5th, and he died on March 6th, or September 6th. So the whole idea here is that it seems like the moment that the sun comes back to your natal placement, it's a renewal of your life. It's a renewal of your shining to be who you are. But it's also a point where you, have a, you can actually elect to step out if you want okay and then also there's another astrological thing going on here and that is uranus being is squaring his moon and it means he's letting go of everything right now and um that's actually not an indicator of death it's just the kind of the overall feeling that it's time to step out and it's why he probably turned down or said he stopped his medications because um you know kind of facing the inevitable but um, he was a superior man, and he um, he had an amazing, absolutely amazing uh, understanding of life and he had an understanding because he's been su- through so much, and he chose a public life, which was awesome. And he, and he was he was going to bat for us, so um, I think we should celebrate his life. He's fabulous. What do you think? Well, I think
1: that's true, mm-hmm. and there is the concept of healing into death. Yes, and so there are times in our life. When we uh, accept what is, Mm -hmm. and in that acceptance, we find peace.
0: Yes. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. And we kind of knew, as soon as I heard the type of cancer, he said, you know, it's just, he can do what he can do. I remember Kelly, our friend who died, did everything he could right up to the last minute, and then he stepped out. You know, and he was still relatively functional. He was an incredibly amazing brain. He had stuff that nobody got in astrology. He was just really esoteric. And so it, that's the cool thing about him, you know, that was like that. So it uh, looks like we have a phone call. What we're going to have to do, is, though, is wait till after our break to take this phone call. So, anyway. You can hang there on the line, and whomever this is, I can't see the thing. It looks like it's Lee from Gig Harbor. Oh, it's Lee from Gig Harbor. Okay, Lee from Gig Harbor. Just hang on there for just a second, and we'll be right with you as soon as we can. Okay, so anyway, anything else you want to say about him?
1: Well, I think it's an important concept that he had the strength to live through the major votes that were important to him. Yeah. And now it's a time when... He is gathering uh, his family close, yeah. and they are spending the time that he has left yeah. resolving all those things, saying all the things they want to say to each right. other. Exactly. So even though death is uh, imminent within mm-hmm. who knows how many weeks or months, mm-hmm. this is a very precious time of great love yeah, as well right. as great sorrow That's at right. his loss.
0: That's right. That's exactly right. Okay, everybody, we are going to take a break right now, and after we get back from that, we're going to probably talk to our caller. So, this is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Hi, this is for Ms. Susan Bergstrom. She is of the Medicare Exchange, and the whole thing, she tries to tell people that as we near retirement, medicare coverage is a very important but it's also a very confusing issue however medicare doesn't cover everything and that's what we find out that's what i found out when going into this doesn't cover everything and we basically need a supplemental plan to cover what medicare does not so susan bergstrom is the medicare specialist she will help you get the best additional coverage with her, the process is really, really easy. And in the end, she'll probably save you money, too. So it's awesome. She just goes to bat for everybody. She's extraordinary. So to schedule an appointment with Miss Susan, you can call her or she will come to you. You can call her at 253-318-9379. Or you can email her at S. Bergstrom, S-S-N, Bergstrom, B-E-R-G-S-T-R-O-M, at americanseniorbenefits.com and then now for mr terry dean he's a psychic and empath and he calls himself a pathfinder because he's had an intense life experiences that have led him to develop empathic abilities and he's also able to understand exactly what's been happening to you terry has been a reader for the past eight years and reads primarily in the south sound area He's a featured reader at the Saturday Night Psychic Showcase in Lakewood. He also designs dowsing rods and pendulums. He's very, very metaphysical. He's got a moon in Pisces. He's really psychic. So anyway, he's with a gentle sense of humor. He can give you and help you with the answers that you are seeking. For a private consultation, you can call him at 253-722-4436 or email him at g-r-p-t-l-d-7 at gmail.com
2: Multicultural, multidimensional even. Alternative Talk 1150.
0: And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW. And you know what? Let's take this call. Let's take this call. That would be great. It would be good. Lee from, what was it? Gig Harbor. Gig Harbor. Gig Harbor right up the road from me. Hi, Lee. You're on the air Ah, I'm fine.
3: It's <laughs> okay. my first time doing this, so well, I, I, awesome. I don't know what to expect.
0: Well, that's good. Welcome to the show.
3: Thank you. Uh, you were referred to me by one of my Healing Touch people.
0: Oh, wonderful. That's great. So somebody said, listen to our show. That's awesome. Well, that's wonderful well, because I'm a certified... Wanda. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Wanda. Oh, great. That's yeah. fabulous. I'm okay. a
1: certified Healing Touch practitioner for both humans and animals. That's
3: yes, it. I'm uh, well aware of you, although I've just discovered... I've just been able to connect with you after much, much looking. I guess the time was not right until now, so okay, I'm very happy to be
0: uh, in touch. That's awesome. So, That's
3: unintended.
0: What, <laughs> what kind of question do you have for Ms. Wanda?
3: Well, I had one, but I've changed it. Um, I recently, five six weeks ago, uh, rescued a, uh, a yellow male uh, cat from the Kitsap Humane Society. And I'm a big fan of Yellow Cats, and I asked for one to come to me, and he did. Uh, awesome. But he's a huge talker, and uh, it's not a very nice voice. Um. And he also uh, did some, did some, had some um, a litter box issues, so I took him back to the vet. Uh, he'd gotten his clearance um, right after I got him. Uh, they did all the geriatric work on him, and he's fine and then he does he, the urinalysis turned up nothing so they decided it was behavioral so that's why i'm calling what am i missing right
1: <laughs> and do you have other animals in your household
3: i have uh, an, you know the world's most perfect cat uh, her name is mojo uh she's a rescue as well and she's been with me for a long time i um last march i lost uh, my rescue dog uh, and a cat uh, as, at the same time or within two weeks of each other. So we're down, we're down to one cat, and so I wanted uh, another one to have just in the house to keep us all company. Wow. Uh, and, uh, but this is a challenge for me, this voice, this talking. Um, sometimes he's very clear about what he wants, like food, <laughs> water, clean my litter box, although I'm fanatic about that one. And I'm on my fifth litter box, by the way, Wanda. Oh,
1: oh. oh no. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you're trying different boxes, and I assume then that you're also trying different uh, litters?
3: Yeah. Well, no, I haven't done that, actually. Uh, I use a wheat litter. Uh, I, I have a box of some, a, a bag of some other kind like that. Uh, some kind of nut, I think it is. Almonds oh. or walnuts or something that's ground up.
0: Oh.
1: Right, and so um, cats have distinct preferences about uh, what they put their feet into. They're quite uh, fastidious, yeah. and, so, um, and so you can understand how disturbing it is to him to not have an appropriate place to pee and poop. Yeah. Well, yeah. And so since you have so many
3: boxes...
1: Um, I'm assuming you didn't throw them away.
3: No, I didn't. Uh, I, but I, the there's one. there. the so the one I have for the for Mojo is at the all the way at the other end of the. Uh, talk to us, Louie. Talk so the lady can hear your voice.
0: <laughs> so but, oh, Is the kitty there? Yeah, oh, I just hi came kitty. back. Oh. Okay, so
3: Louis, say something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hello sweet boy yeah,
0: yeah. oh that was me sorry <laughs>
1: so uh i would set out um set out your boxes each with a different litter okay and you can i would also try different areas of the house right he may well be used to having his um his box in a particular room of the house
3: he was a stray, so I have no history. But uh, whoever had him before me did declaw him, which I think is to be okay. illegal.
1: And um, so, but declawing means that they need a very special kind of litter. They oh. need something that is really soft and fine. Okay. And um, and so that's a clue that um, and instead of buying like the twenty-five pounds, see yes. if you can get some small, um, smaller bags to try out. Because sure. it's probably really uncomfortable to his feet.
0: Oh, yeah, I yeah. bet. And will
1: mm-hmm. he allow you to um, to pick up his feet and go between his pads? Let's put you, see. Put, put your finger between his Louis, let Louie, open up your pads. Let her look. <laughs> Thank you very much.
3: Okay, I'm trying. No, you're okay. doing good. Okay. Uh, he's. Not happy, but he's not fighting me either.
1: Okay, well, thank you, Louie. And so thank what you. you're looking for are little balls of hair that may be curled up in there really tight so uh-huh. his feet are be- uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Okay. And also little pieces of litter that might be caught in there.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just jumped off the bed. and Oh, oh he's putting his, his paws in his water bowl. Oh, there you go. Okay, i He's trying to cool them. his
1: paws off.
3: Well, yeah, and or
1: or rinse them off. Rinse them off, yeah. So, um, so you're doing a lot of the right things. You're uh, you're trying different litters, but I would try a broader uh, range. Sure. And you can look online for um, a litter preference of of cats without claws. Oh, okay. And the one thing you know about him is that he has been an indoor cat all of his life because whoever had him declawed did so because. She, the, they
3: the, cared more about the furniture than the cat.
0: Right, kind of like that. You oh.
3: know, it, 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 <laughs> I'm not as kind, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Uh, animals are um, ferocious.
1: Well, yeah. uh, it's, you know, there's no such thing as a simple answer with animals, and I am in deep agreement with you about not declawing cats. I also know that cats scratching furniture is one of the major reasons that cats are um, given up and put down, mm-hmm. and so it's a very difficult balance for veterinarians. Um, yeah, I was married to a vet. Oh, so you're aware that well, how many he's, people... he's would,
3: a wonderful vet.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so I agree with you, and, um, and yet at the same time, I want to withhold judgment, and I, I want the cats to live. And yes, so, absolutely. Yeah, so let's talk about him talking. It may get better if you can improve the litter, and um, and you know some cats are just more vocal than others.
3: Oh yes, yes, and uh, I've had I've had cats that had part Siamese. I'm familiar with bad Yeah, I'm wondering, this wondering one about that. Is 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 worse than yowling? Yeah, this
0: yeah. This
3: one is.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And
3: and it uh, it's not. It's not short. It, it goes on and on and on. Oh, okay. and I, so whether I'm in the room or not or whether he's sequestered because there's a whole dialogue about whether you're supposed to sequester right. them when there's another cat in the house. Meanwhile, right now, he, he hasn't been sequestered for about four or five weeks.
1: So oh. I'm going to have to end this call to sure, someone right. on the next line, but I also want you to know that you can email or text me um and schedule a full session where I would look at his chakras and his hara and the energetic flow of his joints and
3: and well, I'm help. actually hoping to join you in October. You've got some classes yes. coming up Yes, in I'm Olympia. going to be
0: announcing that next.
3: Yes, cool. Well, well, <laughs> so thank you. So it's my intention to, uh, and I also have uh, I'm, I'm I'm in the middle of uh, the healing touch uh, for animals out of Colorado. Oh, that's oh, wonderful! So,
0: that's
3: fabulous. Yeah, I did psychic mastery with Nancy Rebecca. So
1: yes, I've done that too. Yeah, I, I think. knew that. That's oh,
3: <laughs> that wonderful. I'm to with you.
0: Hey, it's cool. Much easier to work we all know each other. What the heck? <laughs> all
3: right. Well, I'll let you go to the next one because we will be talking. But thank you so much for your time, and thank the lady who runs this program because yeah, it's oh, very well, thank you. You're welcome.
0: Thank Uh-oh. you. It's, very,
3: it's a great <laughs> opportunity for people who tune in.
0: Thank you so Thank much. You, we really okay. appreciate that. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Wow, that was a cool call. It was kind of, we just like knew her instantly. That's very cool. Okay. All right. We do have one other call here. I think we might as well take him. Hot, Matt, how the heck are
2: you? Oh, my God. I can't believe I got on again. You get <laughs> the entire country <laughs> listening to this show. Then you get people overseas call again. Yeah. I have a Wanda question. We have all heard stories about a family moving across country, and they can't find their lovely dog.
0: Oh, dear. And
2: then, months later, the dog made it across country, traveling through states, and he's in his new backyard with his family. And there was a story about a man in Scotland who passed, and it ended up that his dog found his grave site, and there he lies once in a while, just being with his master. And so I'm referring to animals that are still with us and that connection when they seem to be accidentally separated, so to say. From this point forward, Wanda, what could you explain about that?
1: Well, the first thing I'll say is if you're moving, keep your animal close, for heaven's sake. Yeah, for (laughs) God's sake, yeah. But the second thing about it is, and this is just my own thoughts, is that they ride the emotional connection For instance, I have wondered, why is it that I am able to talk to animals uh, who are on the other side and as easily as if they were here? And I think it's because the human who has asked me to make that connection has such a strong emotional tie to that animal Mm -hmm. that goes beyond death, that I can ride that emotion and that animal is right there at the end of that golden emotional road and in the same way the dog that lay at his master's uh, grave i think is how yeah. they actually phrase it there it is there was a deep soul connection between that dog and his human <coughs> that he stayed with the dog and the human the human it perhaps did not want to leave his beloved dog and the dog did not want to release the human, and so they remained emotionally tied here on this earth. Right. So it's a, a very beautiful thing that can happen, and we need to know that even after our animals are deceased, they are still an energetic field that we can call to us at any time, and when they, we say their name, that field coalesces to be near us so that we can we really can communicate with them and feel their loving presence. exactly.
0: yeah I, I, I don't know if I told you Matt about it, but when I moved when I moved out from my husband, it was years ago, I had a cat peanut who I was extremely close to, and I moved out and we't couldn't figure out the day I moved, I just lost track of her, and she disappeared because he called me and said, "Where is she?" I don't know." <laughs> And I got very upset because I had no idea where she was. Well, four days later, she showed up at my apartment. It was about two, three. Miles my away. God. Yeah, it it was amazing. That uh,
2: radar we hear about.
0: It really was radar, and she was outside of the apartment waiting for me. I had come back from some evening, and she was. And my guy, the guy that I was with, says, "That's your cat over there." I said, "Can't be." And it was. And um, it was extraordinary to find her. And she found me, basically. It's that
1: emotional connection. Oh, sun- that,
0: unbelievable.
1: That love that goes
0: from one heart to the other. Yeah, it does. So that's that's a that's a really good thing. Well, thank you, Matt, for calling. I really thank appreciate it. Thank you
2: for the warm it. answer. And, again, a fantastic show. I'm out here on the airway, and you're doing it again. This is fun. But I will hang up so I can listen to the rest of it. Okay. Good job, ladies.
0: Thank you so much, Matt. We'll talk to you soon.
2: Thank you. Okay,
0: bye-bye. Bye. He's my number one fan <laughs> or something. Anyway, we got to take another break here, and when we, we get back, we're going to have more conversation with Ms. Bonda Buckner. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Hi, this is a a live read for Ms. Wanda Buckner. Hey, cool. Now we'll see how this sounds. Okay. She's a pet psychic and healer. Wanda Buckner is going to be teaching an animal communication class on Thursday evenings in October at her office in Olympia, Washington. This course will uncover your natural ability to hear animals and receive information from them. We'll explore communication in person and at a distance. And you'll be able to go inside animals and look through their animal's eyes. I found that really interesting, by the way. That's cool. I may have to take your class. (laughs) Okay, communicate with animals that are no longer on Earth. You will receive information from many species of animals, including those that share your life and wild animals. Dates are October 4th, 11th, 18th, and 25th. Four sessions. Each session is from 6 until 9 p.m., Olymp and she is in Olympia next to the Providence Hospital. The tuition is two hundred and fifty dollars. Pay through you can pay through PayPal, credit card, or by check. Okay, so if you want more information about this class, and I think it's really sounding good, um, I bet you got people already enrolled in it. I do have a list. Ah, fantastic! I love it. So if you want to talk to her more about it. You can contact her at com or by phone or text at 360-491-3187. And now this is a read from Mr. Tony White. He does this, My Star Child Reports. And when birth of a child happens, parents don't really have a clue as to what the child is like. How will they develop? What kind of personality will they have? if only there was a way of knowing what their child would be really like. So astrologer and artist Tony White is, has produced a unique and beautiful star child report, which includes, one, an illustrated birth chart design, two, a 20-page report on the child's inner makeup, and three, overview of astrology and its benefits, and the last is a sensitive personal letter, from the spirit of the child to its parents. I think that's really interesting that he does that. I love that. And it's such a great way to meet your child up close and personal. So to learn more about My Star Child reports, please visit his website at www.mystarchild.org because your child is worth it. And now on Amazon, you can get the or Astrological Oracle cards, get those, and also get the book that goes with it. It's on Amazon.com. The name of the book is The Astrological Oracle Cards. Play the cards that life has dealt you. And so see him and contact him, and you'll really be really happy.
2: Need help getting started with self-help? You came to the right place. Alternative Talk, 1150.
0: And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show. And we do have phone calls we can take. So let me give you the numbers real quick. It is 425-373-5527 or in Western Washington, 888-298-5569. Okay, Wanda, we are back. Well, that's great, I (laughs) wanted to talk about um,
1: an incident that happened at our home um, where, it's not where we're currently living, where um, a possum ventured into our neighbor's yard, which was fully fenced, and our neighbor's dogs attacked the possum. Oh. I know. I, I was really upset about it. Yeah. And my neighbor was not. Uh-huh. My neighbor did not want possums, raccoons, any kind of animal in his yard. and the job of his dogs was to keep those animals out. Yeah. well, we live next door and we had a variety of dogs but some of them were small enough to get under that fence and go in. Mm-hmm. And I, I like the possums. I like the raccoons. yeah, I, they're cool. So I am energetically throwing up flames. All around his, <laughs> his property. So there are these flames on every side, and I'm warning all of the animals. And I uh, was in a spiritual program at the time, and I talked to the advisor there about this horrible situation. Right. And the question she asked me was, Why are you interfering with another being's reality? Mm. Yes. And that <clears throat> really resonated with me. Right. Because it's the reality of. Are urban possums and <laughs> raccoons, that there are dogs out there, that there are um, the predators, sometimes human, and who do not want them there and are not sympathetic towards them. And they learn to negotiate those parameters. Right. And for me to constantly be refreshing this Flaming wall of energy right. that I had around them was <laughs> burning those doggies up. Well, I <laughs> just fencing them in. Yeah, was really unrealistic, and so I was able to allow. Um, I did talk to the animals and told them to avoid it. I trained my dogs, and you know that they were not to go over there. I, I'm sure uh, by my panicked reaction when they tried to crawl under the fence that they must have known it was the most horrible thing they could have done (laughs) but it really got me thinking about the reality of our animals lives and how different they are from ours right so in addition to the uh, dogs that we have uh, we do have a couple of feral cats near feral they aren't ours Uh, Mm -hmm. they belong to someone else uh, so to speak who does feed them and take them in at night but we also uh, had quail and you notice I said that in the past tense. Yeah. Well, cl- quail, you know, they're tiny. They're like ounces.
0: Oh, really? They're tiny little things? Oh, yeah. Really tiny. I thought tiny. they were like about, you know, hamster or bigger size. Oh,
1: no. These are like. Uh, Two inches long? Uh, just a little bigger than, uh, you know, those Easter uh, uh, baby chicks that you oh, can buy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're sure. just a little bigger than that. Oh, At wow. least the ones we had were. Yeah. Well, this so, quail's a bird, right? Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. And they are closer to the wild than mm-hmm. our chickens are because chickens have been highly bred to produce. Yeah. So, And so you cannot let quail free roam mm-hmm. because they never come back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, the right. very size that they are doesn't give them a whole lot of, uh, yeah, I see what you're saying.
1: And. They really don't fly. Right. They, oh, they could go up a little, but they really, their only defense is hiding. right? And the eggs that they lay are only like the size of the tip of my thumb. Oh, my God. So they're really cute, and they're speckled. Oh. And you can make the most darling deviled eggs from them. But I can tell you, <laughs> it's a tremendous <laughs> amount of work.
0: Yeah, well, considering how big they are, yes, it would be.
1: And so... An individual quail can lay um, 150 to 200 eggs per year. Ah, I know. So we had five quail. So that's easily ah. over ah. a thousand eggs. And if all of those had hatched, it only takes uh, three and a half weeks for to well, the go from The egg,
0: period is only three weeks. Uh, yeah. Oh
1: my gosh. Uh, 23 to 24 days. And then you have a quail that's mature in eight weeks. Mm -hmm. So you can imagine, just think of this exponentially growing. Mm -hmm. If all of those eggs had lived and hatched and then made more. Right. Yeah. And so it was clear to me that the quail eggs and the quail have a different place in the life cycle. They're not all supposed to live. Right. And that gave me some perspective that it was okay uh, with the natural predator-prey circumstance. I'm not going to raise them for other animals to eat. Right. But I have to admit, we tried to protect them, uh, but we did have a weasel on the property (laughs) that was smarter than we were. They
0: usually are. And very (laughs) persistent. (laughs) I think we have one in the White House.
1: (laughs) And so... There we are with the weasel. Now, why do we have a weasel? Well, we had the quail, mm-hmm. and we also have chickens and ducks, which means that we feed grain and uh, chicken food, and therefore we have rats and mice because, right. of course, that's their, their food. Right. And in the cycle of life, the weasel kills rats and mice. Right, exactly. And so we did not trap the weasel to relocate him. Because it is part of this circle of life. Right. And the, uh, the ducks that we had, so we had two female ducks. This should not be a problem, right? They're fun. They lay eggs. They, they talk to us. Yeah. And then it, it was a mixed uh, mallard actually flew in through a hole in the top of our chicken and duck pen, mm-hmm. flew in and decided he would become domesticated. Oh. <laughs> We're like, nah, nah, you want to fly back out, you know, go live your yeah, wild I once life. Once he got in,
0: he didn't want to leave. Exactly. <laughs> oh
1: my God. He did fly out one day, but then when we came back, he's walking around the outside of the pen <laughs> trying to get back in. Oh, okay. Well, who would think that a duck would lay a clutch of 13 eggs? No. And all 13 hatched. Yeah. And all 13 grew up. Oh my gosh. And so it's the same issue as with the, with the quail yeah so this is the reality of their lives that we are constantly interfering in and we just need to be aware of the choices that we make mm-hmm. if we let those eggs become fully grown right then what's going to happen to those fully grown animals right and so in terms of interfering with another being's reality we we do it all the time. Yeah, we do. We just need to raise our awareness.
0: Yeah we, yeah, we have to... You know, I think what you're talking about, I'm just kind of extrapolating what you've said so far. We're talking about the evolutionary cycles of all animals, and they all fit into a whole big pattern of nature. The balance of life. Yeah, the balance of life. And each one of those species has a specific role that they play, you know, and they do a certain thing, whether or not they're completely useful or they're not useful they are still there for a reason you know and then the next species up will you know take care of them or in some cases you see stuff like when a, a puppy loses its you know or a dog loses its, its its life and has puppies somebody some other animal will come in and nurse them i mean it's like we have crossovers of the evolutionary cycle where you know other animals will come and take over mm-hmm. and it seems to be natural it's amazing. I noticed this lately that this is happening more and more. They're having cross species taking care of other species when there has been a missing person that can't take a, take care of them, you know. But you're also talking about, you know, quail, which is, you know, and then the next, what was it, the next animal up that kind of eats them or something? Oh, well,
1: weasels. Do. Weasels, yeah. But I mean, also we need to realize that owls and uh, all sorts of of coyotes would, right. you know. So we had, um, it's been a few years now, we had a very heavy snow, mm-hmm. and we have apple trees. And so in the heavy snow, a deer came to eat the apples that were left on the ground. Mm-hmm. And and a coyote killed that deer. And we learned about it when my therapy dog, who's 15 pounds and our corgi cross, came running up to the house carrying the leg uh, the corgi had the thigh and my therapy dog had the hawk and oh. they were so proud of themselves oh
0: my goodness well
1: I tried to persuade John to pick up that carcass and get it out of there yeah. and, and he said oh no it's frozen it'll be fine and really he was right mm-hmm. by leaving it out there so many animals fed off that carcass, oh, yeah, yeah. and it saved them during that heavy, heavy snow. Right. And I believe that because of us leaving it there, when I talked to the coyote, they were in. Thank you for us for leaving that for them. Mm-hmm. They left our property alone for some years afterwards.
0: Oh, wow! That's great. That's amazing. I just think about everything in an everything is exactly where it's supposed to be, and and that it is their reality. It's their reality, exactly, and that's what their men meant to manifest to do that. That's all they know, mm-hmm. you know. So that's cool. Okay, all right. We're going to take another break really quick, and when we come back, we're going to have a little bit more with Ms. Wanda Buckner. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to New Pro Supplements, we cover the world of animals. This week, August 26th, it's an Encore Sunday with our most popular guest, National Geographic Explorer and best-selling author Helen Thayer. Kathy joined us in the studio, and we had a great conversation, and it was very inspiring. So enjoy it again, or for the first time, on Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Hi, this is for Ms. Grace Sequoia. She is a Kabbalist and Tarot reader. She's very down-to-earth. We've had her here on the show one time, and she was very down-to-earth. She did a reading for me after the show, and she was just really solidly based in, you know, a real solid reality, and uh, I really liked her. I like people that do that. And so um, she's basically in in touch with her intuitive and earthy side at the same time, which really works well in her readings. And she reads at the Vision Quest Bookstore. I believe she does that Sundays from one until four, and then also on Mondays as well. That's at 6915 Evergreen Way in Everett, Washington. Her phone number is there. As the phone number is 425-252-1591. and you can call them to make an appointment with her, or you can call her new office. She lives. She's now in Linwood. Her address is one six eight two five. 48th Avenue West, number 252 in Linwood, Washington. And her phone number there is 425-953-9460. Okay, and now last, our last wonderful blurb today is for Ms. Samantha Blodell. She's a Reiki and Aura practitioner. She's up in Mount Vernon. And she does really amazing. She, She started out as a chef. She does great stuff. Doug will tell you she does a great Beulah cake. I think that was the name of it. Anyway, but she's moved on to an aura reading and also Reiki. And she talks about the benefits of having an aura reading with her. You will have a great, great much, great deal of sense of calm and peace, emotional release and healing, and stress management. And you can get a hold of her ad. And by the way, she is having Reiki classes starting, and there is a special event next month. It's on September 29th and 30th. It's a Reiki intensive weekend on Orcas Island. Oh, I could live, love going up there for that. That's going to have to do with Reiki 1, 2, and 3. The details will be out soon, and we will let you know when that is going to be. So you can get a hold of her at her, her actual addresses, which is what I don't think I have that here. Oh, my goodness sake. Uh, well, that's okay. I will say it next time. But you can get a hold of her at her website at soulsuffer.com. Our phone number is 206-403-0283.
2: Exploring new territory every day. This is Alternative Talk 1150.
0: And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show for our final segment with Ms. Wanda Buckner. We've had a great time here today. Yes,
1: and I appreciate that. And the last area that I want to talk about yes. with animals is uh, just here in the Puget Sound area. We have had one of our <coughs> resident uh, orcas uh, carrying her calf. Yes. For 17 days.
0: Yeah, and the calf had died, right?
1: Yes. The calf died immediately after birth. Oh. And she was clearly grieving. And mm-hmm. she... she was carrying this calf. She carried it for a thousand miles. Wow. And sometimes the other members of the group would help her. And people ask me, well, have you talked to her? Well, it is not up to us mm-hmm. to short circuit another person's grieving. Mm-mm. And she had a greater purpose. Right. By t- doing this, she raised awareness of the plight of the orcas in our area. Yeah. Immensely, that there is a shortage of salmon for them, which is their major food. Mm-hmm. And that shortage is caused uh, a great deal by man-made interventions. Of course. That oftentimes were unintentional. But nonetheless, this is the result. And uh-huh. like, you know, we go and we want uh, line-caught salmon, not farm-raised. Right. Well, it's line-caught. that uh, Those are the same salmon the orca eats. Now, this calf was the first calf that was born to this pod. Um, there are only 75 total in the three pods mm-hmm. in three years. And so it was a great symbol of the the plight and dilemma of the resident orcas. And in the same process, they had a, a younger animal, an orca who was three years old, mm-hmm. that uh, was clearly starving. Mm-hmm. And so... There was a concern about should they feed that orca? Should they give it antibiotics and deworming? And so this case of non-interference with another being's reality is it was an ethical decision. Yeah. And so they did decide to do that. And I do support that, but we need to recognize that in doing that, the orca eats live salmon, right? Mm-hmm, right. And so the salmon that they fed her... They would stun the salmon by dropping them into fresh water first, or they would clip their fins so they couldn't get away from her. Mm -hmm. So there is no decision that isn't without its ethical consequences and its impact on others. Right. So what I really am trying to say here is that communicating with animals is not getting animals to do what we want them to do or... It is about us increasing our understanding about who they are and their place in this world, and so that we can live in harmony and mutual respect with them. Mm-hmm. And that's what communication is really all about.
0: Yeah, let them be to their own devices, sort of.
1: Well, we can't entirely because humans have impacted this earth in every corner of it. Orcas and other whales are among the most polluted beings in living beings because they have long lives. and um, so they have DDT in them mm-hmm. and other harmful chemicals. Uh, their food sources going down because of the size of the culverts. Also the sonar interrupts them, the noise of the shipping. So it's not possible for us in our, Living here to to not impact animals, Mm -hmm. we just need to raise our awareness so that we can be proactive. Right.
0: Yeah, and also maybe decide when it is appropriate to go in and do some what I would call an intervention, even though it's not really an intervention. Well, yeah, I
1: think it is when they're giving antibiotics and uh, deworming, uh, and. And then, interesting thing about that is, as soon as the orca swims into Canadian waters, then they're under a different jurisdiction.
0: Okay. So and yes, and yeah, that's interesting to me. Okay, okay, so that's cool. Oh, gosh, it's it's so much to think about. It's stuff that we don't think about. And um, exactly, I think about animals all the time. I love them dearly. And um, I, I mentioned to you one time. I said if I had any other sort of type of career that I would do, it'd be with animals. Mm-hmm. But the only problem is, I would get so emotionally involved with them, I'd fall apart when they die. I'd be so hard on me, I couldn't deal with it. Yeah, it, it was. It's just really something. So, anyway, thank you for being here today. Yes, and but I, and I
1: just have to say, you know, in response to your comment about that, you would fall apart if they I died. Would. I would. You know, these are things that uh, our life view and our view of the afterlife can help us with. And these are issues that we need to do healing for Mm -hmm. ourselves around. Yeah, Because it is true that one of the devastating things is that our animals will die before us. But that's also one of the blessings, because from birth to death, we can provide a place of safety and love and beauty for that animal. And so them being in our lives is a gift yeah. and it's much uh the gift of having them there is much greater than the pain of losing them
0: Yeah, that's a point point that's a very good point thank you very much i'm going to come back to you in just a second to find out how we get a hold of you but right now i've got to actually do some a couple of events here that are coming up and so what we have first is the emerald spiral expo and you're going to be there right I am. I have a table. You have a table with Kelly Kelleher, right? Yes, and I'll be doing uh, animal communication there. Oh, that's fantastic. Bring your pets. I can just see them. I don't think you can bring your pets. I think you can. We've done that before.
1: Ah, but pictures will do. And even if you don't have a picture, I can connect with your animals. Because some animals I connect with have been dead for 30 or 40 years. Right,
0: Right. exactly. So, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Emerald Spiral is going to be at Kent Commons. 525 4th Avenue North in Kent, Washington. It's on Saturday the 22nd of September. It's next month. So, anyway, um, it's going to be from 9 until 5. This is the biggest psychic fair in the area. And it's two times a year. It's in late March and late September. And you can come there and do whatever you want. As like I say, Wanda's going to be there, I'm going to be there, Doug will be there. I mean, a lot of us will be there. And we're gonna. I'm gonna have a booth there, you know, a Jupiter Rising booth. So you can come by and harass me, and i do. I can do readings for you and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, uh, make sure you come nine to five from September on September twenty second, twenty eighteen, in Kent Commons, 525 4th Avenue North. That's Fourth Avenue and James Street in downtown Kent. Okay, and then we have the Psychic Night Showcase. Okay, tonight, I don't think they're going to do it. This was a last-minute thing. Uh, A couple couple nights ago, there was three fire trucks parked in front of my house, and I didn't know what was going on in the middle of the night. And I woke up the next morning, and I found out it was my neighbor, Mike, who happens to run the psychic showcase with his wife, Tammy. He's in the hospital with pneumonia. And so um, I would like to send out prayers and get everybody else in this whole area to send prayers to him. He's a super person, just an amazing guy. And we want to see him get better, okay? So anyway, they won't be having it tonight. If they do, it might be a prayer session. I don't know, but I'm probably not going to go. So anyway, it is, we'll probably have it next week, okay? All right, so now let's tell everybody how to get a hold of you. Well, thank you. If, if you would like to talk to me, you
1: can reach me at Wanda's office mm-hmm. at gmail.com. Okay. You can call or text three six zero
0: four nine
1: one three one eight seven and of course i'm at wanda com. okay
0: thank you very much and i'm eileen grimes you can get a hold of me at eileen com, as well as the com, and also on facebook now next week next week we have our one of our very favorite astrologers is going to be miss kim rogers you know how she is she's fabulous and she literally jumps in and does the show whenever I want her to. I really appreciate, it. appreciate her a lot. She told me one time that I'm one of her very favorite, favorite carbon-based units. Aquarius <laughs> <The> moon. <laughs> what I is love it? it. I do, too. It's funny. So, anyway, that's it for the show today. I hope you all enjoyed it with Miss Moanda Buckner. And I am Eileen Grimes, and this is The Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio.